Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling. The one and only shot with Thunder Willie Mac. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin and I'd like to be joined by Death Rider Nick Davey. Ooh, good evening. And your girlfriend's favourite podcaster, Lars Rivera. Hello. How you doing this evening, lads? I'm not too bad, how are you? I'm good. Until about an hour ago, I was just realised I'd been walking around with a Jordan Devlin t-shirt on all day, which wasn't a good look, I guess. Ooh. Oh, my, my, brother asked me to, my brother asked me to move a couch with him, like 8 o'clock this morning, so I just put my hand in the drawer and just pulled out a t-shirt and put it on. And then really look at it until I walked past the door and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> in, our, uh, in one of my mates' chats, we've literally had to like go to like clarify which ones are safe to bin and which ones, well, which ones you have to mm. bin and which ones you should keep. Luckily for me, I, 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 yeah, I don't have to really get rid of any. I don't think so. Um, I've been pretty alright. Um, yeah, I've got Jordan Devlin and uh, well, Travis Banks. Yeah, I think they're the only ones. We're allowed to there. It just it just makes more room for more of my t-shirts, I suppose, doesn't it? Yeah. When I start releasing I I more. I need the chase version, the purple version. The chase version, I never even thought about calling it that. <laughs> I don't even know if I have any of the purple ones left. I think there's bright pink now. Do you have a nice week off, Lance? I did, yes. I was celebrating Stacey Rose's birthday. We all went out for food. It was nice. Lovely. Where'd you go? Uh, we went to, uh, to Wagamama's. At uh, Cheshire oh, Oaks. Ooh, not a bit of Cheshire Oaks for you. And I, I was the only one who decided to drink, so that was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to, there used to be one bus that would take you from near my house to Cheshire Oaks, but now that you have to get two buses, I don't really go to Cheshire Oaks anymore. <laughs> if you miss that yeah, I don't blame you. It's like, an, it's like an hour wait for the next one. Like, oh. I was going to say, it's not really worth two buses. It's good, but it's not no. that good. I used to have a girlfriend that lived about 20 minutes away. And it was like, it's a good 50-minute bus ride. So I'm going to do that after work. I was like, oh, can you come pick me up, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm set the bus ride out. <laughs> Key word in there is X, isn't it, really? Can, you can see why. Yeah. It's worse when I stayed over. I'm having to get the bus into work every morning. You have to leave like half seven. <sighs> That, that's not worth it, that. It seems like it's worked out for the best. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, do you know of any dates you've got coming up, or, like, wrestling dates rather than dates? <laughs> uh, dates, not really. Wrestling dates, no, not at all, not yet. Nothing's set in stone just, just at the moment. I think we're all still waiting to see what happens. When if anybody dies at the TNT shows. And <laughs> oh, my God. I hope not. Well, I've been I've been training at Fighting Spirit in McGull, and we all seem to be all right there. Yeah. So that's not far from the city centre. So I'm I'm sure it'll be yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Come on. Cool. So we had time. yeah. So we had payback on Sunday. Yeah, another solid show. I think I thought following SummerSlam. Only really one place so we can start really. Roman Reigns winning the Universal Championship and looking badass at the same time. So. I I don't know how to feel about it, you know. Like on one hand, it's it's quite interesting, and I, it makes me want to watch SmackDown on Friday. But at the same time, do, can we not all just think, poor Bray Wyatt, <laughs> <laughs> poor poor, poor man. I don't. I think I'm thinking if they move, if they're kind of hinting at this twisted Bliss character. I think she's going to be a uh, sister Abigail. I think she's maybe just a twisted version of herself would be a better avenue. And then maybe Braun, Fiend and Twisted Bliss versus Re- Roman Reigns could be an interesting story. I reckon. Even if they join forces and become like a new, more twisted white family. That could be interesting. I, I... But a face Fiend, I don't know how I work. think about that at the moment. Unless he's just completely tweener and just hates everybody. I think he'll just keep doing what he's doing and it'll be up to 
the fans how they react to him, to be honest. From the way mm. way it's looking, it's just more, he's just going to keep doing what he does, but if you cheer for him, that's all right. If you boo him, more power to you, I guess. I don't think they're going to be trying to force anyone either way. Do you think um, Reigns is going to be around that much, though? I'm thinking they might like just have him as like, kind of the new Brock Lesnar, where he's a bit of a part-time champ. That would be, that'd be <laughs> strange, wouldn't it? I think it's still ready though. They've started doing it like, the way he was like hiding back to that. Well, not hiding, but the way he was obviously not seen much on SmackDown. And then when he was obviously going over the contract, it just felt very like Brock Lesnar. I imagine he was, I imagine obviously mm. he'll be there every week, but whether he'll compete and stuff, I don't know. I can see him being a bit of like almost like a prize fighter as he is under Heyman's obviously leadership now. But, Maybe, but they, they never had CM Punk. Um, yeah, that's true, and all the others, yeah, Axel and, and yeah, and they kind of did similar things as well. I'm, I'm I loving think it. You though. need a champion on every week, though. Not the day, every never week. had the world champion on every show, wrestling every show. So it's, it's meant to be a oh, like prestigious to see him type thing. So he's the world champion. He shouldn't be wrestling every show. <laughs> it should be a big deal, shouldn't it? Really. Tyson Fury isn't fighting every week, is he? <laughs> You can win the title though. I would love it if he won the title. Um, He's no, going for Big Drew, isn't he? Exactly. Roman, I'm, I'm really already enjoying it though. Um, in terms of, I'm already loving it. Like him and Heyman together, just really when he came down, Heyman doing that smug look, getting the contract out, Rain signing it, <laughs> coming down. It was just Heyman at his best. No, I, I can only see positives in this so far. I, I know. With why it doesn't make much sense, then why is he beating Strowman? Now he's already dropped the title, but the way that he's dropped the title, he hardly dropped the title like in a clean sort of job way. He literally kind of lost it in more controversial kind of circumstances. So yeah. um, I, I think it's um, interesting. It really will be interesting what they're going to do. Like obviously Strowman's acting like a heel at the moment. Uh, I, I like the Strowman is best though when he's kind of in between both. When he's just um, um well a monster when he doesn't like yeah. when he when he's when he's not like a heel like not when he's like friends of anyone basically when he literally beats anyone up sort of thing that moves it's a bit like when he when he was on Raw that time in 2016 when he when he was literally just yeah or in that feud with kind of Reigns the first time when he was literally just um when he would literally just beat anyone up really yeah. so Definitely. I think that's when he's at his best and it's then the thing the Austin vibe isn't it really. Yeah, and the fiend. I don't think you don't need to make any of these guys baby faces. You can literally have them as just doing what they're best at, and then they would still get cheered up. Well, it's not, it's not exactly the fiend. You're not exactly gonna have him. Like the the heels are still not exactly gonna. Like the heels are still gonna be scared of him anyway. So and the same with this new Braun character. So I would um yeah I I would keep I wouldn't make them sort of too severely heels too severely face. I'd just have them as monsters, and I think it can really work. Does anyone get the feeling that Roman's waiting on new gear as well? I think he needs new gear and a new theme as well. Cause it's, yeah, especially because he was wrestling in his t-shirt as well. I was a bit like, this is a bit strange. I just presumed it was trying yeah, to I'm be, interested um, to see which way it goes. Tricky will go back to the main event pants, like trunks. That'd be good. Stick with that. If you want to go completely yeah, new character, go back to what he's wearing and yeah, Florida Championship Wrestling. I was going to say, does anyone remember Black that Trump. the promo that he did where he was like, "This is Roman on Roman Reigns' time and all that." That was really good. <laughs> there is a few ways you can go with it. To be fair, I think you he, he could stick with the the, the black of everything being black, but then just yeah, you could go with yeah, okay, yeah, like space similar to like Stone Stone Cold Steve Austin, just that maybe yeah. black with white. Veins or something on the back, the back or something. It's just, you can get very simple. Dog. But, dog. Yeah. <laughs> big, big, big down one boot and dog down the other boot. You can do. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, just, yeah, just get get away, get away from the shield theme. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sick of seeing the tactical vest. Yeah. How 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 he's beefed up isn't it, over lockdown as well. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We haven't wanted to get it, get it out as huge compared to he was before, Doctor. He's got his teeth fixed as well, apparently. <laughs> I never noticed it beforehand. Everyone's going on about it. On Fly Pie Funhouse, that was funny this week. I spat down when Bray was like, oh, they both got silly teeth. 
And then Postman Pierce, Postman Pierce came. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have new women's tag team champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. I thought this, oh, what's this? This probably was my match of the night. It's the match I enjoyed the most. I was really shocked. I won't lie that they won. I was quite, I was quite surprised. I, I loved halfway through when he just they kind of they kind of pushed each other. Said, yes, we could do this, and then he went, yes, they got the. You see the bullish in their faces, and then you see the shocked faces of uh, Shay, of uh, Sasha and Bailey, and they're like, oh shit, we're really gonna. We might lose here. <laughs> I thought, and then the double submission at the end was brilliant. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, it was class. I I agree with you, Chris. My match of the night, hundred percent. Really good, really good match. And given the women's tag team division gets a bit of criticism at uh, times where it's not taken seriously, I think this it was great that this was, I think for a show like this, it was great that this was the main point of the women's division for the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think it was, yeah, it was outstanding. Uh, definitely my match tonight in terms of match quality. Yeah, the ending was was brilliant. The only thing I'd like to see happen is, because um, I have no I have no complaints with um, Jax and um, Shayna winning, uh, I think that's good as well. It was another belt dropped for to Sasha and and Bailey, uh, Sasha and uh, Bailey. So that, that, I think that's fine. I would have maybe have liked to see Jax or Tamina uh, or Tamina, sorry, Jax or um, or Shayna like punch one another at the end, like as like a cheap shot. But obviously not like dropping the belt on them, not saying they'll still be champions and still be best. And almost like have it a bit, almost like when Kane and Brian that like, when they first won the belts, like I think like they won it. Yeah, Kane, they hate each other. Yeah. Still hate each other. Benoit and Angle. Yeah. <laughs> team, team friendship. <laughs> was it when them Kane and Brian, I'm the tag team champions. And they had to get <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Shelby into uh, like mediating. Oh, sometimes oh, they do a better job than the last time we got Shelby in for ba- uh, Bailey and Sasha. That was awful. Yeah, that was horrendous. <laughs> I don't forget about that. We don't talk about I, I, I was going to say, I, that I erased that from, from my memory. I just think <laughs> when he was at his best, when... Um, when it was the Kane and Brian segment. I never remember it until people bring it up and I go, oh yeah, that was a thing. I did love how they, they, yeah, they made sure it was Bailey to get the tap. She still has her one belt, but she's lost the belt for Sasha, so it'll make Sasha resent her even more and just push the story on. I think it's, yeah. I'm wondering the when, the, when the turn's going to happen. Because we all thought it was going to be happening at SummerSlam, didn't we? Well, they stretched out even further. Maybe the Rumble. I think I think I'd go. I'd stretch it out to the Rumble. I reckon, especially. I think I think the Rumble. You could really have it as a holy crap moment sort of thing. I think like if um like you could even like build up their friendship. Or yeah, like Sasha win the Rumble. Yeah, I'd have one of them win it. Um, and I'd have one. Not even. I wouldn't say come down to them two, but I'd literally have it like even if it's a random point in the match, I'll just have. One of, one of them, either Sasha or Bailey, whoever win the Rumble, but I'd have them eliminate one another on the way. And um, I'd also like to see, like, tactical, like, I don't think we see it enough anymore. Like, last time we saw it was sort of Triple H, Batista, you know, that, that, that time in, like, Elimination Chamber when Triple H tactically didn't get up because he saw mm. Batista was going to get eliminated. I'd do, like, little touches like that in the build-up to the Rumble. So yeah, I think yeah. it's so... Uh, we, we say it's stretching it out to the Rumble, but it's really... I don't think... I don't think that's. I think it's so easily doable. Uh, yeah. I don't buy this sort of stretching out stuff. You've got, you've got. I mean, the the, sorry, I mean, the good thing is the last month or so has been very watchable TV. I think if you can continue the booking as strong as it's been, then it will fly by, and you can easily, easily book yeah, it until true. the Rumble, and then take it to the next step. If they're gonna do it, brand versus brand versus brand versus five series, you could easily have Bailey off into the champions match, and then Sasha being. Team captain of the SmackDown team that keeps them apart for a bit. Yeah, yeah, and then it stops the the heat building anymore, and you can come yeah. back to it as well. Definitely. Or you even have Bailey still being champion at Royal Rumble, then Sasha wins the Rumble, and yeah. then she's it's like who do, who do I choose and do the whole Batista moment? Yeah, I think if you do it as well, like if if Sasha is captain in Team SmackDown or whatever. And then, but then you have like Bailey dropping Sly Diggs, where she's like, "Well, I'm in the champions match, so I can't really be in that match as well." Yeah, mm-hmm. and just been like rubbing it in, kind of thing. But then being like, "Oh, I don't mean it." Bit like, bit like Triple H and Batista, you can build it like that. 
You start have the Ric yes. Flair character in the corner. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, next, we had uh, Keith Lee defeating Randy Orton. I thought this was a great match, but I don't think it needed to be. It was it just a show that Lee can beat a top star quite convincingly and kind of push him into that main event straight away. Yeah, I thought it was a very, very solid match. I didn't, I didn't think it was I anything didn't else. I realize it was only six minutes long. Yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't long at all. It should have been longer. That's my... Oh, I've got a couple of criticisms for this. Whilst I'm buzzing Keith Lee won, why on earth have they messed around with his entrance theme? That's already is so annoying. His entrance theme was so good. I was out running, actually, um, earlier, and uh, it came on. It reminded me how much... I've got a random playlist. Um, I won't say yeah. how random, <laughs> but um, it literally came on, and I was out running, and I was like, why on earth have they sacked this thing tune off? It's brilliant. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, so I'm annoyed by that for starters, but um, in terms of match, I would have given it an extra. I'd have gone as far as say I would have given it an extra ten minutes. It would have been. I know Orson hasn't had too many classic actual matches, but I'd have given it. I'd have tried to give it ten minutes just for that more of a shock factor when he won, um, to make it more yeah. of like an upset sort of thing. Uh, but then you also you doubt whether it is an upset sort of thing. I think six minutes makes it a bit almost like you, you don't really believe in it. If that makes sense, almost like okay, well then. Like you, you don't. It's hard to. It's hard to really describe. I just feel like I, I didn't really believe in it six minutes as it was an actual upset. I just yeah. felt like it was just simply WWE forcing it to happen. I thought it felt it like a very just, solid Raw match. Yeah, yeah it kind of the, the finish. They kind of come out of nowhere. Kind of avoided the um, RKO and went straight into the spirit bomb, and that was the end. Also, <laughs> so, but I think I think it just it. It just needed to the casual fans who don't usually watch NXT. They just need to get this guy over as he is a big deal. Apparently, Vince man. asked Randy Orton to pull him over. Brilliant. The way he took the spirit bomb him was over, sick like. as well. You'll land on the back of the neck. What he did? Usually, when you take a power bomb, you land on your back, don't you? Well, you land on your back, and then if if you if you're smart and make it look to make it look killer, you um once you hit the mat and it bounce, you come up. You shove your weight forward a bit, and it looks like you've landed on your neck. Yeah. I I had a match once with Rabid Riley where people thought I'd landed on my head, taking a power bomb, because I took it and I rolled backwards and was on my knees. People thought I'd landed right on my neck. So you just you just shift your weight backwards like you're doing a roll. That's that's from inside the well my my way of doing it anyway. <laughs> so just don't tell anyone. It's still real to me, damn it. I'm sure nobody, nobody's. I'm sure nobody listening. It's just between us three. <laughs> <laughs> there we have the Mysterios versus um, Murphy and Rollins. I love um, Murphy and Rollins matching attire, and it now says Disciple Murphy down Murphy's leg. Yeah, uh, me and Disciple are gonna. I'm gonna get a legal team together for Disciple so he can have a word. <laughs> We've been discussing this in depthly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I thought they look, yeah, I think they look great as a team. I, this is what I wanted from the match this SummerSlam. It was only 15 minutes long. They, yeah, they, or they brought out all Dominic's strengths. He wasn't just getting beaten down for 20 minutes and then lose. <laughs> I really enjoyed this yeah. match. I, th- I thought it was great. This yeah. was my match. I thought it was really exciting. And I loved the way that... Um, Rollins and um, Buddy bounced off each other as well. Oh, they, that end where he kicked him in the head. I was like, oh. So, I thought I thought it was good. Okay, I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought it all just kind of meshed together quite well. Cause it wasn't you think like, it's weird that Dominic uses the frog splash when in case Ed, Eddie Guerrero's his dad? Or is he doing it as tribute to his dad in case? I, I, I think Eddie Guerrero's his dad. <laughs> That's what it is. I think he's just doing it as like a nice touch to like, uh, at least it's paying a bit of homage to the fact they were in a storyline. So I, I, I think it's a good idea. Well, it's what Ray usually does, to be fair. Exactly. Yeah, well, Ray dedicated the whole like, like, title run to Eddie. So I think it's just a nice little touch to the fact that he's obviously, he obviously uh, respects Eddie and everything. So like, And yeah, it's all part of, obviously, he respects that. That's why he, he was obviously mm-hmm. part of a storyline with him. So um, I think it's a good little touch. To be honest, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this as well, and I, I've really, I think, I've, re- I've really enjoyed obviously this rivalry. I said I gave this strong praise last week on the SummerSlam review, 
how much I loved Dominic versus Ray at um, SummerSlam. Um, mm-hmm. This was a, this wasn't as good in my opinion, but um, uh, it was still a very good match. It certainly did the job, and it makes I'm happy that they won the match. It gives Dominic obviously a win, and it's done obviously mm-hmm. in a way that obviously uh, again obviously helps that he's obviously had a rave of him, so it doesn't obviously make Seth look so sort of weak. It makes it a bit believable that he won as well. The only minor criticism is does this make Murphy look very weak? Um, that's my only kind of concern is I, they need to somehow salvage Murphy again. Um, so I hope they can certainly salvage him going forward. Um, Murphy because... I think it interests the way of doing it. Could they just they beat Murphy so much down that he rebels against Seth and then they have a match and that's how they write Seth off to go be of his kid? Because they're going to have Ooh. to write him off soon. Yeah, when's Ben spends when I suppose it'll be juice uh, the baby will be juice soon, won't it? Yeah, it can't uh, be I've got a few more months yet. Yeah. yeah, but they could they could yeah, if they if they just if he if he just belittles Murphy every weekend and he re- does like a, a Virgil million dollar man type thing. And eventually he just snaps and starts beating up Seth and then it leads to a stipulation match where it's an eye for an eye, man. It might beat Seth. <laughs> Maybe not that, that extreme. <laughs> but, yeah, it leads to a stipulation match which writes Seth off for a year or something. Well, so I, I thought it was, I thought the match was good because the, I thought it showed that um, the, the, both of them were at fault and I think that's why they weren't exactly kicking off each other. And it was more of a case of we've both messed up. But that's the way I looked at it. Hmm. I I took it as Seth was blaming Murphy for the loss. Yeah, I took it as that. No, maybe I'm maybe I'm the other one out there. Because okay. I I know um, Ray... like staring at each other, they were kind of just yeah. staring at each other like, oh shit, we've lost. <laughs> More than oh shit, you knobhead, I'm gonna beat you up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you see Ray's got slight injuries, so he's gonna be out for a couple of weeks. But when he's back, do you see maybe Ray and Tom going into the tag team title soon? That'd be good. Just, just someone to give... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, because I think this pretty much ended this feud now. I can't see where else it could go. Yeah, no, I I don't know where else it could go either. I think think it'd be a good place for them to go, because it could give Dominic some guidance as well, instead of just saying, go on out on your own, forge your own path, good luck, have fun. And then everyone wondering why it didn't do well in the end, because he didn't have anyone there just to guide him in the right way. Yeah, so say, I think I enjoyed this mo- match a lot more because it wasn't just, just Dominic in the ring the whole time. I think having yeah. Ray there kind of emphasised his strengths and hid his, his greenness and parts. So putting them in a tag team together would be a, a great way and I'm sure Ray would love to hold the tag team titles of his son. And- yeah, well, yeah, I think it would be a good moment as well. Would, would they be the first ever father and son tag team champions? Oh, they can't be. In WWE, anyway. Uh, Shane and Vince, were they ever... No. No? That's a good question. Um, Randy and Bob weren't, I know that. Chavo and Chavo Classic? No. No. They, 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 they were fighting over the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, I think in I, WWE I they might be. I think that'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't. I'll Google it now. That's really got me, that has. I'm kind of... <laughs> I was thinking this the other day that I thought it'd be... Be cool for just for that. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for the Street Profits because I think they're really fun as tag team champions. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think they're brilliant Street Profits. So I'd be careful how they do it. I think they are, and the good thing of them is they are. It's it's good to have a tag team that one is good in the ring, but two actually generally is a good face tag team that will get a lot of cheers from the audience. So it'll get people obviously, especially like with audience members, they're kind of suitable for all ages, really, aren't they? I think, and they've got just a it's got a very simple kind of gimmick that just gets people like smiling and like, and cheering. Like, I mean, if I went for a show, I'd love to have like the like holding the paper cup and bouncing onto their song. I think it's uh, I, I think, think it's brilliant. It's just because they're so energetic, I think, and they just bring they get people involved. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I exactly. I notice a lot in in like WWE at the moment or for a while anyway that a lot of people don't really get involved with the crowd as much because everyone used to love the Shield's entrance where they'd walk through the crowd. And get dead excited, and then obviously they stopped that for the the fact that people kept throwing things at them <laughs> and calling Roman a 
what do they call him? A wank pheasant. <laughs> I mean, you don't need like to that. necessarily go into the crowd. I mean, like even like Enzo and Cass, that was something that can, can like connect with the crowd. Like, I remember when they first burst on the scene, that was at like, the Raw in London. That was brilliant when they came out. Like literally, everyone was like joining with like obviously with their whole um, with the whole how you doing sort of thing chance. So yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily need something. You just need to connect them. I think they they certainly yeah. do the street. Profits. I think it's just more direct interaction is the thing. Yeah, because a lot of the because it's usually a thing where people don't really interact with the crowd like that. If that makes sense. No, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I see it as saying yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't see any father sons tag team champions here. People <laughs> do. In AEW, you've got Billy Gunn and his son. Austin's gun. But they haven't done it yet, have they? So no. who's no. going to do it first? AEW <laughs> or WWE? I'm Eden. I'm Sydney. We're, We're the, the Von, Von Englands. And you're listening, listening to, to Broken But Glorious Podcast. Okay, so time for the first round of a question of sports entertainment. So it's obviously Lance versus Nick, me, question master this week. So. Yeah, Nick, you got to the final last time, so do you want to, do you want to go first or second? <laughs> I will go um, second. Oh, he wants me to set the pace and he wants to match okay. it. <laughs> Interesting tactic. Right. Okay, so as we know, the PWI 500 was released this week. I want you to name current AW roster members who made the top 100. Okay. Oh my word, okay. Okay, Kenny Omega, I know that, straight out. Yes, he made number 13. Uh, John Moxley. Yeah, we'll be talking about it after the quiz. He made number one. And then uh, we've also got the Ayatollah of rock and roller, Chris Jericho. Yep. <laughs> Two, I was worried then. I thought you were going to say no. I was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> uh, I'll go for Cody. Yes, he came number seven. Uh, you got the top four. Yeah. Um... In the top 100, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go with Darby Allen. I'm pretty sure Darby Allen's up there. Yes, 55. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> um, he must be in there. I'll go for um, Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page, yes, 33. That's three all. <sighs> Is Nick Jackson up there? <laughs> yes, 75. Oof. Oh, I'm cutting it fine. <laughs> um, Matt Jackson? Yes, 73. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, four all. I'm going to go with a pentagon. Seventy four. Bloody hell. <laughs> Ray Ray Phoenix. Yes. Stop stealing my guesses. All right. Uh, is Lance Archer? Oh, it's five all. Yeah. yeah. Lance Archer. Yeah. Cool. So yes. Uh, first five. end of the first round, five all. So you could have also had. MJF is number 22. 39 is Pack. 51, uh, Brian Cage. 59, Lance Archer. 61, Sammy Cabrera. Uh, 84, uh, Orange Cassidy. 92 is R- Ricky Sparks. 93 is Jungle Boy. And 97 is Scorpio Sky. Ooh, so. you think they're far down, aren't they? Let's see. Especially the last two you said there, but I mean, yeah. I know everyone can't be in the top 10, but... It's top 100. Yeah, but that just seemed quite low down for 100 as well, them two, but... Yeah. Seems a bit low down for me as well. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> what what I'm most get? upset with is um, yeah. that... Um, oh, my God, his name's... Luchasaurus isn't up there. My favourite member of the AEW roster. Yeah, he's my favourite <laughs> I've said this yeah, for a long time, and somebody quoted me mm. once. We, and it's on Twitter somewhere. I think it was Jackson Clare <clears throat> that we need more wrestling dinosaurs. <laughs> and the day that we get behind this is the day that yeah. wrestling becomes a better place. The, when <laughs> finally the dinosaur and Luchasaurus finally have their grudge match inside a steel cage, mm. I can be a happy wrestler. <laughs> Hi, this is Tonga, and you're listening to Broken for Glorious. Right, so as mentioned, the PWI Top 500 Wrestlers of 2020 has been officially released online. Uh, the period for the is from 1st of July 19 to the 30th of June 2020, and for the first time ever, women were involved in the Top 500. So it was AW World Champion 
John Moxley, who got the coveted number one spot. So is he well deserved in your eyes? Um, I, th- I think so. Yeah, especially um, since he's held the title for quite a while now, and because it, it is all it all goes off kayfabe as well. It's completely kayfabe. Yeah, yeah it all goes yeah. off how you performed kayfabe like. Yeah, I think off kayfabe as well. He definitely does. I think you could make it's a strong argument. Definitely him and Adam Cole. I think have had the best year. I think. I was going to say you could make a strong argument for Adam Cole kayfabe wise, yeah. and but he came in at number two. Yes. So I think it was a, a catch twenty two yeah. really. Either one. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I think yeah, I, I actually didn't realise it was kayfabe, so I was about to go. No, he should not be number one. But now that you say it's kayfabe, <laughs> uh, that makes a bit more sense. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we talked about the whole of twenty nineteen and east and on until now in twenty twenty. July, from, July, isn't it? July, July first, thirty of June. So. Oh, right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, in, in that case, then yeah, if you're looking at it on a from a kayfabe perspective, yeah, he's had a fantastic he's had a fantastic last twelve months, hasn't he? Um, obviously won the title, being one of the main focal points of AW, and rightfully so. When he obviously the buzz when he joined, and that was just before um, July, well, July sort of May last year when he arrived. That was obviously an incredible moment. And since then, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he has also he also had it. Yeah, he's had he's had a great run in um, New Japan as well. It's not just an AEW. Yeah, he's yeah, he's also a, US champion. AEW. Yeah, and he had a so, so the G G one. He had a great G one. I can't remember last year. I believe he did he do some, well. Yes, he got he got he got he had some really big wins in the G one last year. So uh, so elsewhere in the top ten, we'll just discuss the top ten. So yeah, you got Adam Cole number two, Jericho number three. Yes. Uh, Drew McIntyre at number four, Naito five, Card six, Cody Rhodes seven, Seth Rollins uh, was eight, Kofi Kingston nine, uh, AJ Styles number ten. It's a very WWE dominated list, isn't it? That's what I've yes. noticed. Because for like the past few years, we've had obviously you've had Omega and um, Okada dominating it for a well, very long time. Big. Losing streak for ages, and in the first couple of months of Dynamite, he lost a lot. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, and he, he's and number, coming at number, number one, number one category. Yeah, number one on the category is win loss record. If you don't win a lot, you don't get high on this. <laughs> no, so that's why I'm not on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. Um, I was think, I was thinking the other day whether I've actually seen you seen you win a match live. <laughs> Don't don't do this to me. Not not on the not on the podcast. <laughs> do you have? I I I definitely won a match this year. I think. Think. I don't actually know if I've won a match this year. This is awkward. I ju- yeah. I don't think I actually I don't actually think I have. Interrupt your game. Um, I think need to sack your coach. You have three months really. <laughs> three months of losses. Yeah, two two of your matches are rumbles. But you need a backstage yeah. prep talk from MVP. <laughs> I do. I, I need to get him on the phone. The heart, the hurt business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> see if I can, I can get him down. Um, see if we can get some tips off him. They're, they're doing well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so happy Jericho's still in there. I mean, I've said it like countless of times, and um, I, I think he's the goat. He really is. And uh, he, every year he just seems to like. It, I know we say age is just a number, but every year he just seems to reinvent himself every year, and he just he is just still one of the best, most watchable things that's on that on TV. It, it's just incredible. I, I was saying obviously off air before we came on at, on commentary this week how great he is. It's um, the best thing when when he's on commentary. He's the best thing about AEW that week. I think it's oh, it's brilliant. It's but even segment. anything, the best segment is always there as well. I find whenever he's on a segment, it's it's fantastic. Uh, obviously his entrance scene's brilliant that was a great moment here and obviously all the crowd that were allowed back into the show singing that again that was a, a really nice <laughs> moment I think you could tell Jericho trying to be in the hill tell he just was so buzzed about the moment as well here and everything and, and rightfully so um, but he's yeah his feud with Orange Cassidy has been go. every feud he's had in AEW has been fantastic um, yeah so I'm just I'm so happy he's number three and it's so deserved as well and then, yeah, everyone else you've mentioned has probably got a good case. Um, you said Adam Cole was number two, though, right? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah that's the Astor's urge. I mean, again, from a KFA point of view, obviously he would have held it right up until he lost it to Keith Lee on July. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he's he would deserved. have held it the whole year. Well, yeah, but also you're going to be going, you're going to really go into the margins. I mean, beat Daniel Bryan clean on SmackDown, which I think is one of the yeah. biggest ones that stands out for me. And, and that was, that was a really great, that was a great match. Um, so there's some, he's had some very notable wins as well. Um, so yeah, uh, I think a lot of them are Cody at seven. I think I, I, I agree, but I think a lot of his matches have been very, almost a bit too chaotic. A lot of his pay-per-view matches, there always something, always there seems to be outside sort of kerfuffle whenever he's wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. and as much as I love him, and he's obviously a fantastic baby face for AEW. But, um, yeah, I think in terms of matches, I think, again, obviously it should, it's, it's kayfabe, so I shouldn't really be looking too much into that sort of stuff, but. <laughs> he wins a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm surprised Naito isn't higher than five, to be fair, especially winning, um, the Intercontinental title and the um, the heavyweight title at the same time. But I think yeah, do you think that, that um, New Japan haven't... They, they didn't... Once... Because they went into a real yeah, lockdown, they started, didn't they? They, they, they locked down, didn't they? Sort of, yeah. I, I think if yeah, the, the yeah, show... They missed like four months worth of... Yeah, I think if the shows didn't go off the air completely, I feel like um, some New Japan guys would have been higher on the list. I think Naito definitely might have beaten out um, McIntyre or Jericho. Just for higher spots. Uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre won the Rumble and won the World Championship at WrestleMania, so it was... yeah, yeah. But because Naito though would have been the um, the reigning dual champions, but I think as well because he he lost yes. them and then regained. Oh, were they within the time frame? I think him regaining it wasn't. I think him losing it might have been because he lost it, didn't he, to um, Evil, and then he's just won it back again. Both of them. Yeah. So I think him losing them uh, yeah, was in the time he frame. Didn't win, he, didn't, he, didn't, yeah, he didn't win them back in the time frame. Yeah. I'm trying so to think I, when he lost them. Did he even lose them in the time frame? June. It's not that bad. Yeah, we did. Maybe he didn't lose them in the time frame. I think he did. I think he might have done. Or did he lose them in July? Oh, aren't we good? <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I think if they hadn't gone on hiatus, I think he might have been higher up. Yeah, people wins championship in yeah, it's just outside the time frame. So it's twelfth of July. He won them. Oh, right, okay. Very so last. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So yeah, he was so champion I... going in the time frame. So yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I reckon he might have been. He might have been top three if they didn't have that four month hiatus. Because yeah, yeah. one of the it's how active you are is one of the categories as well. Because I, I think yeah, COVID might. Have hit this quite hard as well because mm-hmm. um, there's, a, there's a lot of guys who obviously have fallen back a bit because of um, because of not being able to wrestle like Roman Reigns as well he's in 14th but yeah. I think definitely if, if he hadn't had to go away due to um, Covid he, he would have been a lot higher up on the list because he, he had to miss Wrestlemania and everything for um, mm-hmm. and obviously as, as it all goes off kayfabe as well yeah, yeah. surprised Bray Wyatt's in sixteenth. I've re- I've got the whole list up here. He isn't 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 that active to be honest with you. So. No, he only he only wrestles the um the pay per views, which I so which I think is better. To does, be fair. He does win it does win a lot, but he just he doesn't wrestle that often. Yeah. This is Tyler Devlin, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious Wrestling Podcast. All right, so it's time for the final round of a question of sports entertainment. So Nick goes first on this one. It's five all. So I want you to name Europeans who made the top 100 of the PWI five. Oh, great. Even after reading it, I still don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've gone completely blank. Um, Walter? Yes, he was number 25. Will Ospreay, I know that one. Yes, 21. Uh, Zach Zaber Jr.? Yes, 54. Um, is, um, is Zach Gibson on there? Two one, Nick. Oh God. Okay. Um, so I want to say a name, but like, have people been removed because of the whole, you know, what like, all the scandals and stuff, like, all the speaking out movement? <laughs> no, because that's not in kayfabe, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jordan Devlin. No. Nope. Won the cruiserweight title. Didn't make this one. Is Cesaro on there? No. Nope. 
Oh my god. Is this my third go? Yeah. This is your fourth go. This is mm. fourth? Oh god. I'm so on my winning one. still. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, yeah. 3-1. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's number four on us. Pack. Yes, 39. Um, Becky Lynch. No. What? No. No. She's going to make the one hundred, top 100. I think there's only three women that made the top 100. Oh, God, I'm proper, proper having to pull on some knowledge here. Um, uh, so this is to make it free all, to make it into some death. Is Marty Skrull on there? Is that your answer? Yeah. Yeah, 88. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. <laughs> some death. Eight all. Um, oh, dear. Is Pete, yeah, Pete Dunn on there? Yes. 81. Is Fabian Eichner? No. Uh, oh, Baskin is boring. <laughs> he is limitless. Congratulations, Nick. <laughs> I named you an extra right. one in the last round, though. <laughs> right, you could have had 15, Nick Aldous, 23, <laughs> Alice Black. Yeah. 35, Ben oh. Number 72 is Carnoir. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Progress champion. champion yeah. yeah. Cool, so congratulations, Nick. I hate you. So, Lance, you're on quiz duty in two weeks. I'm not is here there anything week. new, though? <laughs> Every other week. Oh. <laughs> I will find you, Nick. <laughs> And I will get you. I haven't had many matches for the... this year, but I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one training session. Exactly. Probably. <laughs> and I want the smoke. I'll, I'll give you the smoke. <laughs> the street profits are up, and we want the smoke. I'd love to commentate on your matches, Lance. So I'll just go whenever you come out. I go. Oh, I hate this stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I can give you one to commentate if you want to. <laughs> I'll be like Pat McAfee. Oh, see, there, there's an angle for us, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How to pitch this to a uh, uh, to Wrestle Island? <laughs> yeah, we'll see Nick versus Lance at Wrestle Island. He's had one training session. That's it. That's enough for me to to be able to get a good match out of you. Uh, I'll just I'll hide behind um I'll hide behind my my peer, a colleague of mine, as they say, um in OJMO. Look, you met the guy of, once. It doesn't make him your friend. That reminds me of a progress when um Trent Seven came out and goes. Now, Matthew Riddle, I understand you've been criticising a colleague of mine called Brock Lesnar this week. (laughs) (laughs) This is the violent gentleman, Tommy Jackson, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Right, so it's time for the BBG Big Debate. So last week, the last time we did the debate was a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was Greatest Wrestling Conspiracy Theories. And here are the results. So in last place was Mark. Um, Vince McMahon is an actor. <laughs> F in the chat for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, third was me. WWE refused to clear Brian. The Lance, Ultimate Warrior, died in 1991. So our winner this week was Nick. He had um, Vince, uh, WWE sent Russo to WWE to destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the Warrior one didn't get more love. Everyone knows the Warrior one. Yeah, I got, I got 30% of the votes, I think. Yeah, just... <sighs> I hate you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick, so what were you debating this week? So, um, as we've got, as we haven't, we haven't really mentioned it for a while, we haven't really given AEW, I think we've, there's not been, well, it's been a while since um, Double or Nothing, I guess. Um, and mm-hmm. the fact that WWE has been really has been great at the moment, and what have you. But anyway, we haven't really mentioned AEW a lot, so I thought we'd uh, do an XL day AEW debate. And as AEW is yeah. technically, I suppose you could argue it's two years old. 
uh, nearly two years old. If you want to include All In as the an AEW show, I know the brand wasn't formally invented until early 2019. Yeah, that was the start, wasn't it? Basically, that was the that was the start of this new incredible, fantastic, excellent promotions. I've run out of words to describe them. Um, I won't. <laughs> I love, I love, um, I love WWE, love AEW, but anyway, we'll give AEW, AEW, I can't even get my words out. So, I want us to debate the best ever AEW match since 2018. So, I don't know who's going first, but I think it'll be you going first, Chris. Uh, yeah, I came last, so I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go, uh, I think, I think you're struggling to find, find a wrestling match this year. Um, Cody versus Dustin from the first ever show, Double or Nothing. Um, I think it showcased the best of everything WWE, uh, WWE. <laughs> it showcased the best of professional wrestling. So there's chance of Dusty Rangouts as in honor of the late father and the match basically saw Cody control his 50 year old brother for the majority of it. But then the 11,000 crowd popped every time Dustin made a comeback and he was a bloody mess by the end of it. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was very really sad when Cody hit the crossroads to, Get the win over, but it was the post-match that everyone remembers. And then Cody made a mistake, got them grab the microphone and made a, a, a touching promo about his battered brother who was sitting in the corner. But yeah, I think this is the yeah, it's at least the most emotional, invested match in W. In, you say WWE, AEW history. <laughs> I know who Chris prefers. <laughs> yeah, Lance. Uh, I'm going to go with the match that had me on the edge of my seat and also had my manager Stacey Rose on the edge of her seat too. Yeah. And I'm going to go with Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. This match was unbelievable and had me like properly sat on the edge of my seat for the whole thing. And then yeah. when they got the trampoline made out of barbed wire out and they started Ooh, ripping up yeah. the ring, putting each other through spots like she was just, I was just sat there like, oh my God, I can't believe what's going on. <laughs> When the trampoline came out, I was like, no, 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 no. There's a full conversation between me and uh, Stacey Rose over Facebook of me just going, no, 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 no none of this. Pack it in. And her asking yeah. me how much it would take for me to do the same spot. Uh, and the, the answer is, a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's my pick for uh, the best match in AEW. It had a lot to offer. Would you ever consider going down the more hardcore routes of the sport? Um, it all depends on the time and place, really. When you're older. (laughs) I think it just depends on the story and um, how you want to build it. It's like everything in wrestling, everything has its place. It's just how you build it. I wouldn't do it just for the sake of it, though. Like, with with no no investment or anything, like, it, it just wouldn't be my thing just to do it in front of. Five, five people or whatever. Oh, there, yeah, was me, the... there was me trying to signal our oh. match to be no holds barred. I feel like we've got a good story. That I, I have watched you. a <laughs> six-man tag death match in front of 15 people. Yeah. RJ Silver in the whole build-up going, I don't want to do this. There's only 15 people here. Well, he's a beat to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Nick... <laughs> Well, on that note, um, I'll go for a bit of a more uh, actual fantastic wrestling match. Uh, tag team match. Um, my favourite tag team match of all time, in my opinion. Um, mm. The Young Bucks versus um, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. So um, oh, oh, all, four yeah. members, all four members of the Elite. Um, and yeah, um, just an amazing match. I think as well what you had in this before going into it, you were it's the start of Adam Page, obviously um, loving his drink. Um, so obviously you're worried that he might, obviously then there was talk going into it, oh, Adam Page might turn heel on Kenny, uh, what have you. Uh, he might turn, yeah. well, turn heel on all of them. But it just led to, whether this was, in, this did add to it as well, but it just made for an absolute incredible tag team match. Um, I think tag team wrestling, when it's done well, it is just the best part of wrestling, in my opinion. I absolutely love tag team matches. And um, yeah, yeah, definitely. This was just incredible for absolutely talented guys. Um, and as I say, the storyline purpose has certainly added to it. The fact they are all, they are all pals. They are all friends really helped, but also, um, 
just the fact that uh, I, I did coincidentally think Adam Page was the best man in this match as well out of all of them and uh, for some that everyone was worried about but he would be like sort of turn hill he was, he was the ghost of this match in my opinion um, just um, yeah uh, the, I know it was really needed really it was just such a great tag team match and um, it was my favourite tag team match of all time and my favourite AEW match I'd have to say in that respect was that double or nothing this year? Uh, uh, no, it was a uh, revolution. AEW revolution. revolution. Yes, yes, it Back was. Back in yeah. February, um, yeah. when Moxley won the um, title. Yeah, and it was this year. I just couldn't think what show was that. Very right, cool. So your options are Cody versus Dustin, Omega versus Moxley, or Bucks versus Omega and Page. So I put a poll up on BG Wrestling Wednesday lunchtime, and the winner gets to pick next week's debate. So, we've got plenty of interviews coming up for the next couple of weeks. This Friday, I released my interview with MJ Max. Lance, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, as always, I've got my t-shirts available from lunchvera12.bigcartel.com. Uh, like I said earlier, you may be uh, running out of colour options. To be fair, <laughs> it isn't an option on the site. It's just no. the look of the draw. So... <laughs> You may be lucky and get a different colour, but stock's limited and they only last so long. And especially when we come back to uh, having shows, you don't know how long it'll last. Because I remember before, when shows were on before, they were selling like crazy. So you don't know. You don't want to miss out. Because as soon as this yeah, design's I've gone, got, it's I've gone. I've got my pink one. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has got his. Chris knows I've got the my score. Pink one. Somebody else on this, this conversation doesn't have one, though, do they? <laughs> Nick. <laughs> You have been called <laughs> out, my friend. Asking me for matches, not not wanting to support oh. your local wrestlers. <laughs> local wrestlers, you live in T-shirt on a pole match. I can see it now. Hey, I'm not giving any way, anything away for free. <laughs> okay, on, on, one, on one, there's a Lance Rivera T-shirt. On the other one, there's a 20 quid, and you're going for the 20 quid, and he's going for the T-shirt. <laughs> 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 you bastard. So I have to win my own t shirt. Put a pint in a box and hang it from the t- <laughs> so okay, I did toilet roll on the pole and a pint's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. Right. If you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter. It's bbgwrestling.com. Or check out our website. It's bbgwrestling.com. Good night. Good night. Good night.